One of the most difficult parts of suffering, in addition to the physical pain, is that we often become isolated from those that we care about the most. We start to wonder, does anyone care? One of the main lessons, I think, of this gospel encounter between Jesus and the widow is that God truly does care. Everything about Jesus and all of his ministry was about life. He hated death and the ways of death. And everything he did in his ministry anticipated the great event at the end of his life, which was his resurrection. And he holds that out for all of us for all time as well. He healed those who were crippled. He opened the eyes that were darkened. He liberated souls that were in the darkness of sin. He continues to do that today in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. His ministry was always a ministry extending life to people who needed it in whatever way they could. And in three very specific instances, he went so far as even raising people from the dead. He raised the daughter of Jairus, young girl. He raised his good friend Lazarus. And today we have the story of the raising of the widow's son. As we examine this story closely, Jesus could not stand to let this woman suffer alone. No one came to Jesus and asked him to perform this miracle like we had the other two raisings of the dead, Lazarus and the daughter of Jairus. Jesus took this initiative on his own. We see here that God does not keep his distance from us. We see this in story after story of the Gospels. For this widow, not only was there this great sadness and grief of losing her only son, but it was the beginning of an impending disaster, complete disaster in her life. Unlike our own time that we live in today, there was no safety social net for her. She would not have had insurance. She would not have had Social Security, Medicare, or Medicaid. Unless, unless there would have been some kind of kindly neighbor to support her or to look after her, she was in dire straits. She would have been in the gutter the rest of her life. She might have starved to death in a short amount of time. Who would care for her? And so here, at the heart of the story, we see that Jesus looked upon her as he came upon her and says that Jesus was moved with pity. That means God saw her. God was moved with pity. And he would not let her be alone in these dire straits. When you travel through the ages of Christian art and you see many of these powerful scenes that have been portrayed down through the ages by the great artists of time, in many of the scenes, many of the artists draw their own very selves in these scenes. Or in these paintings, they place um, the people who paid for these paintings in the scenes or they liberally put the uh, people of the communities that they live in in these scenes, or their own towns as well. This is a way of taking the people of those times and putting them in the gospel. Jesus does not want us to be alone. 
as we would say in our lives today, there is always a link between our lives and the gospel. And so how do we in our time, in our lives, find the link between what's going on in our lives and the gospel story? One way to make the link is, right between, is to bring ourselves before the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. We can always come before Christ in the Blessed Sacrament and bring our sorrows, our troubles, our burdens, and place them before him. Just as that widow today is right before Jesus, and he has pity on her. We are not alone. God does not want us to suffer alone. Also, too, another thing is one of the great lessons of the gospel today is that all suffering is temporary. He raises the young man. Jesus is anticipating his own rising from the dead. As St. Paul says, if we die with Christ, we also rise with him. So that is our hope in the face of all suffering. It is temporary. We live in a fallen world. But Jesus does bring us comfort and helps us find meaning and spiritual growth in the face of apparent absurd evil and sufferings in the life that we live in. It's not a pipe dream. This is the hope that we live with. Both the prophet Elijah in the Old Testament reading and Jesus in the Gospel, these people are in dire circumstances. They had no one to act on their behalf. We call ourselves Christians. We are named after Christ. We are called to do the same, to come to the aid of those who find themselves in desperate straits, who are in need of the same kind of help. They are all around us all the time. Pope Francis has declared this a year of mercy. He has called us to be in solidarity with the poor poor, and to find ways to reveal God's love for them through our words and actions. There are countless people everywhere who are trying to shut these people off, telling us to ignore them, to not pay attention to them. But as it says, Christ is calling us to do otherwise. Elsewhere in Luke's Gospel, Jesus says, Be merciful, just as your heavenly Father is merciful. So now it is our turn. As we turn to experience Christ's compassion in our lives, we are called to extend it in the same way. We pray for the grace this week to do it as God calls us to.